Yes, how do you do? This is my podcast and it's just for you. It's called TikTok and it's a lot of shit, but I hope you'll enjoy it because I've kept it like It's 30 minutes long and all about T-Side, the people, the places and the Borough Pride. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I don't know, you might be some animals listening to this as well. I just don't know. You might not be playing with a dog. The dog might be in the living room. I don't know. Uh, but welcome if you are listening anyway. Uh, this is episode 26 of TED Talks, the Ted Anky podcast, and it is the final episode of the year. Don't worry, I'm coming back next year. It's just... Uh, Oh, sorry, a bit there. Just uh, I'm having a. Uh, I'm going to have Christmas and New Year off because I've got some gigs in and that and there. Uh, just a fucking, just a pain in the ass having to do this podcast. You know what I mean? And I release it on a Wednesday and Christmas Day and New Year's Day are a Wednesday, so no one's going to listen to me on on them days. Are they? You're going to be too busy playing with your scale electrics and stuff like that. So, uh, so after today's show, we're going to have a two week little break and then we'll return in the new year. Uh, with more of the same old crap, you know, the usual stuff, know what I mean, and that. Uh, but listen, it's another good show, but I've got to start off saying, you know, the, me, 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 me beloved Middlesbrough Football Club, uh, we, we went to Swansea at the weekend and, uh, you know, we had some really poor discipline, some poor discipline, and it let the team down, and again, we crumbled we really did, and uh, I'm worried. I'm genuinely worried now. After um, we did so well against uh, against Charlton, and then got a point against Notts Forest away. You know, I was happy about that, and then and then we go go Swansea, and I know they're a good team and that, but we were back in here at one point, and then two daft divvy tacklers and what have you. So yeah, but you know, I thought maybe maybe I need to do something a little bit different because I know in the past. I've uh, I've brought out the uh, magical believe knob, and uh, I've I've done other things for for good luck. But I thought uh, I thought I'd go for a spiritual approach now to try and bring us some luck. And um, I went to Albert Park and I I sat on the uh, sat on the Brian Clough statue and had a good chat with him. But I give you a clip round the ear, you know what I mean, for being cheeky. But I had a good chat with him about. Uh, about the borough and, and what we need to do, and it really, it really inspired me to write a beautiful, beautiful song. Here we go. It's a curious thing. Make one fan weep, make another fan sing. Change your shirt to the red and white. More than a feeling, all the others are shite. Tar for the diamonds, rich like cream. Stronger and harder than any other team. Make a bad season good, make a wrong season right. It's the power of club that keeps your home form tight. And we don't need money, we don't take fame. Don't need a wealthy new owner to make us good again. Football's strong and it's sudden, and it's cruel sometimes. But we give all at the hell. That's the power of club. First time you feel it, it might make you sad. Next time you feel it, it might make you mad. You'll be glad, baby, when you found that's the butter makes the world go round. And we don't need money, we don't need fame, don't need a wealthy new owner to make us good again. Football's strong and it's sudden, and it's cruel sometimes, but we give all the hell 
They say that all in football's fair Yeah, but we don't care But you know what to do When the borough force get hold of you And with a little look from above You'll feel the power of clubs You'll feel the power of clubs Can you feel it? Mm-hmm. Oh, instrumental. Oh, I like this bit. That's right, Maris. We're the butter, aren't we? We've got to stick together. We've got to regroup. Doesn't matter if we're doing rubbish. We win and we lose together. Oh, the butter. We've all got to believe. You've got to have faith in the team. Have faith in the manager. We're a community. We should be proud. On the border, believe. And it don't take money. It don't take fame. Don't need a wealthy new order to make us good again. Tougher than diamonds and stronger than T-side steel. You won't feel nothing till you feel. You feel the power. I feel the power of Clough. That's the power. That's the power of Clough. Feel the power! Feel the power of club! Feel the power of club! Feel the power of club! Oh, with a butter, with a mighty butter! We're gonna do it, Maddish! Hold the butter! Come on! Believe! Right, so with me in the podcast studio this week is uh, is is comedian extraordinaire Lucas Kirkby. Hello, Lucas. Are you all right, Hello, mate? How are you doing, Ted? All right. I'm, I'm good, mate. Is it is it Kirkby or, or Kirby? It's Kirkby. You're right. People often pronounce it like the uh, town near Liverpool, but no, the K is there uh, to be pronounced. Yeah. Right, yeah, because I did originally think it was Kirby, uh, but I don't know if you know, that's a game that we used to play with a ball um, across the other side of the road from each other. Oh, Did I you ever play, play Kirby? That. And then yeah. you, you win, don't you? If you hit it on the curb and it comes straight back. That's right, yeah, and then you can stand in the middle and have an, a load of other goals at it as well, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but it's also a video game with a little pink monster. There's a game called Kirby. It? Yeah, it's like a little pink cute thing. I've never played it, but uh, yeah, yeah. It exists. I've, uh, I've, I've not played a video game since the, uh, I think it was the 1992 WWF Royal Rumble on the SIG uh, Master System. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I completed it, clocked it. So I I've never needed to play another game, you see, since then. Uh, I no, think once you've completed one, that's it, isn't it? You know, you might as well I, just back uh, up and go. Yeah, no, that's that's spot on, mate. Spot on. Uh, what have what have you had for your tea tonight? Because I know you've been out working late. Have you had your tea? I have had my tea. I had a microwave meal, but it was a healthy microwave meal. So it was like in a little tub, and it was yeah. it was like a creamy sauce, bit of chicken, bit of broccoli, some leaves, and uh, and a bit of rice. And uh, it didn't taste nice, but I think that's the sign of a healthy meal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it tastes but like I'm... shit, but you know it's good for you. T- tastes like shit, and then you go and have one. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, and that's how you keep your weight down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what you mean, mate. I just had uh, one potato waffle um, because normally I have them in twos, but yeah. uh, I made the mistake of uh, we didn't have any food in for, for Branko and my dog the other night, so I just made him a waffle. So I was left with one random waffle. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had that waffle with some uh, Thomas the Tank engine uh, like spaghetti shapes on it as well. It was nice. Actually, hey, that'll nice. be good. Do you get all the uh, different? Does it have like Percy and all those on it, or is it just Thomas? As, as a mall, and yeah, Percy. It's a bit yes. difficult to make out who's who because they just they just look like basically shit spaghetti hoops, yeah. to be honest. But do you know what uh, I do? Because I had this trouble from looking at them, you can't tell the difference. What you have to do is stick your hand in the bowl, feel them a bit, and you honestly, I pick one up and I was like, that definitely feels like Henry. So um, you can you can you could do the blindfold test and just yeah. feel the shape. Yeah, and tell you which train. Wow. I mean, the fat controller you can just spot and tell. But with the trains, if you just put it in between your thumb and your forefinger, give it a yeah. little squeeze, a little rub, 
And honestly, yeah. you can learn you can learn to differentiate. Right, I'll have a go at that next time because mm. I've got some uh, I've got some um, Teletubby ones as well. I'll do it with oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because with spaghetti, yeah. they don't colour them, do they? The Teletubbies. But give them a feel, That's see how you get on. Good, yeah. That's a good point. That I might struggle with that one. Um, good. I'm glad we established that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, Lucas, you uh, not only doing the comedy and stuff like that, you're also one of them pantomime people, aren't you? Oh yes, I am. Yeah, I do a bit of banter. You can't what be swearing like that in a pantomime. Well, it's got to be family sure. friendly. I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up as one of my questions. Like, yeah. have you ever had any sort of weird shout outs uh, when you're doing panto? Um, has anyone of the shouted any sort of abuse at you? Or have you heard anything like that? No, not really. I know uh, the the villain sometimes gets a bit of abuse because normally they just have to come on and they just get booed, and then at the end they kind of they always get let off, don't they? And they promise to be good and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes you get kids in the audience saying "kill him" or "chop his head off." They get quite violent. It's mad. It's mad, isn't it? Because I I remember being a kid and I went to see one with I think it was it had the crankies in. Oh yeah. And uh, I think it had Bobby Davro in as well. And um, I'm, I swear to God, I'm sure there was a bloke in the audience, right? And he had he had three kids with him and his wife, right? And when the crankies came on, he just shouted out for no reason at all, Dog Shagger! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and, and yeah. I remember it like it like it was tomorrow, and everyone looked round at him. And you know when you sort of like you look away as if to say it wasn't me. Yeah. You tried to do an anonymous abusive shout. I pulled you next cranky, and I'm, I'm there's no way she shags dogs. No, I don't no think way. so. I mean, she's the right yeah. size and shape, but I Maybe don't they think she's got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, she may not have much. Yeah, get off us, man. Yeah. She, if a great doing gets hold of her, that's it. She's had it. She's had it. Um, so, Do you know what I mean? She can only hope to batter away with the Scottish hats that she's got, but bloody hell, she's in for it if she uh, encounters a great day. <laughs> yeah, on a, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, so what, what, is, what is the panto and what, what role have you got in it then? So we're doing Aladdin and I'm uh, the emperor, so I'm kind of Jasmine's dad. Uh, initially, I'm kind of against Aladdin. I don't want him to marry her because he's poor. Uh, but you know, in the end, uh, you know, his personality wins me over, and and I join him with the festivities. Wow! And is it um, is it got any other famous people in, or are you the biggest star? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest star. It, it doesn't really have uh, famous people in it. It's kind of a uh, a local traditional panto, but uh, it's quite a nice theatre. It holds about three hundred, and we fill it out. We're doing twenty four shows. So it's uh, yeah, it's a good laugh. Wow, that's, that's really good, that mate. That's like a, that's like a comedian's dream at Christmas, isn't it? Where oh, I know. Um, you know the, the gigs we get, um, the, yeah. the, the people we get in our gigs at this time of year. Oh my god! Oh yeah, get Share rid of them. And three weeks of just kind of families. It's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. What's um, sort of lad in then? And is, is somebody like? Is, is somebody like painted blue, like the genie in the cartoon, or is he just like, you've got to be really careful because you can't copy any of the Disney's things. So right. um, you're not allowed, it's like with Snow White, if you ever do a pantomime of Snow White, you're not allowed to call them sleepy, grumpy, bashful. You have to call them like different things like wonky and you know, upset. And stuff yeah, like you have that. to call them, they have to be different, <laughs> otherwise, he, he, copyright. Wonky. Monkey dickhead, uh, one arm, yeah, lumpy, uh, small ears, yeah, uh, you do all that type of stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, stuff. <laughs> and angled, Josie, Josie Twat, yeah, that's the uh, one. <laughs> oh, good. So it's like it's almost like um, it's almost like a pirated version of um, you know when you walk past the market and you can see knockoff toys. Oh, that's yeah. what we're doing with the uh, with the panto, aren't they? They're basically the Aldi brand it. characters. That's, That's what you're getting. Yeah. You're getting yeah. kind of imported from Germany. Oh, a dis- discounted version. I like it. Good. Yeah, it's good. I might have to... Uh, I'd love to do panto, mate. I can imagine... I'd, I think I'd be, good, be a very I good... Think. good I can imagine you as, uh, as, as a good baddie, I think. You've got the look... Do you think? Do you think I look sinister? I, I think a little bit, you know, not 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 too sinister, but, you yeah. know, I think you could... Uh, I think you could hatch a, a dastardly plan or two, definitely. 
Yeah, I don't, don't look like I'm uh, some type of sex offender or anything, but I do. I do look like you wouldn't trust me. Um, you wouldn't trust me. I don't know. Going going to post a letter for you or anything like that, would you? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd probably open it and have a read. Yeah. I, I think if I gave you some papers to do on a paper round, I think you yeah. shove half them in the bin. I think that kind of character. Yeah, I would. I would, yeah. Uh, so, yeah it's like leafleting in Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ted, there's £20. We go and give these leaflets out for us to all the tourists in Edinburgh. Yeah, of course I will. Straight in the bin, 20 quid in Weatherspoons. And the ridiculous so thing is, you put them all in the bin and the bin doesn't even turn up to the show. Well, I know. Cheeky gets. Imagine it though, like if you just spread it around loads of bins and like an army of bins just turned up. That'd be amazing. I don't know. I'd love to perform. Yeah, there was a show. I don't know why they talk like like that, but I think they they just imagined. I think a bin would be (laughs) aggressive, wouldn't it? But I'd love to perform to like 50 bins. They'd have to be clean bins though. I couldn't be having any smell in there. No, no. But you know, freshly Mm. freshly rebagged, wiped down. I think I'd perform to that. Yeah, or, or one of them wheelie bins, you know, where that, that little that little trolley goes round and washes the wheelie bins out on bin day. Oh, yeah, with Have the hose on it. Yeah, yeah, they'd be welcome. I think so. Well, one of the, you know, the bins that have got, like, flower patterns on them. You know, because people yeah. don't like having a, you know, a plain bin. We can't have a black bin anymore. We have to put, like, a, a bush on it or a bit of camouflage. Yeah. Those have been yeah. nice. A couple of them in the yeah, front. We're not having any of them Union Jack ones. Oh, no. no, they can bugger off. They can. No. But I think we should be welcoming, you know, green, brown, you know, blue, normal black ones. I think we should let yeah. them all in. Let them all in, yeah. We're not, uh, we, we don't We don't care about colour or type of bin when it comes to our comedy shows. That's right. And we'll have a pink one. Uh, right, okay. Sorry, mate. We're getting a bit caught up bigger than bins, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um, <coughs> you also, uh, you also do, uh, you also do some of that improvised comedy, don't you? I do. I do. Is it, is it, is it comedy sports? Yeah, I do a bit with comedy sports. So that's like a, a family-friendly, competitive improv show, and then I'm part of a group called Murder Inc., which is more of like a, a play and murder mystery that's improvised. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I do a bit of bits yeah. and bobs. And do you do, you do the uh, that Harry Potter one as well? Oh, I do. Me and my friend Tom Lawrenson, uh, we do a Harry That's Potter it. show uh, called Potter Vision. That's more of a play. Uh, but yeah, it's very daft. Lots of uh, kind of Harry Potter impressions, lots of daft stuff, audience interactions. Good fun. Can, can, can you do any like good Harry Potter impressions or is it well, just like... I'll give it a go. Related. Hang on. I can do... Uh, the problem is, I've got a bit of a cold at the minute. I've just been sucking on a Jakeman's before we started. Thank you, pardon. Uh, <laughs> well, you've got to have a nobby. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'll try and do Snape for you. Here we go. <coughs> Here we go. <coughs> Mr. Potter, our new celebrity... There you go. So that was. I think that helped having the Very having good. the nasal uh, the cold. I think that helped with Very that. Good. I can do a similar one actually. Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> well, hello, McLean. There you go. That's similar, really. That's really good. And I like yeah. that it was. Uh, was that Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber, yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Right, I tell you what, I'll, I'll have a go at another one. You've got to try and guess who it is. Go on then. Go on. There <clears throat> right, we go. Harry Potter must not go back to Hogwarts. Oh, that's good. Is that that uh, that little creature with the, the big nose? That's right, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Dobby. Called? Dobby, that's... I was going to call him Nobby for some reason. <laughs> Dobby, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, <laughs> can you do any uh, other can... uh, impressions, Ted? Uh, I did uh, last week. I did uh, I did an impression of Al Pacino on my podcast. Oh yeah, um, that was uh, about as good as it gets. Would yeah. you like me to do it again for oh, you? Oh, I loved it. I love it. Let's have a listen. Oh, that's it. That, that was really. Like, oh, uh, yeah. What have you got? Huh? What have you got? Stephanie is with Dave now. Hey, that was bloody good. That is it. Now I, I said right. I say that I've only ever seen him in Scarface. Oh, that was Carlito's way, that. Yeah, all right. It was way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fuck Benny Blanco. That's how he talks in that. Does he? Bloody hell. Yeah. And how do people react to him uh, saying mucky language like that? 
Oh, they'd love it. They expect they? it with Pacino. They, they expect it, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. It's like in Heat as well, where he's like, she's got a great ass. Right, but that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a, bit, one of his. a bit sexist, that really, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Because, but you've got your head so far up it. Right, good. bloody hell! It's sexist. Yeah. It's like a sexist compliment, but then a, an insult. Yeah, it is. Like yeah, a I'm into, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's a bugger. At it. Ever since that Dick Tracy, I think. Yeah, uh, when he was yeah. that. Bloody yeah. hell. But yeah, Harry Potter wise, no, I mean what Ron Ron Weasley. He just probably goes a bit like, oh, oh, Harry. That's about that it. That was very it? good, actually. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. kind of panics. <gasps> And then uh, Harmani, Har- Har- whatever her name is, yeah. uh, she just goes, Harry, I'm very posh. That's it. Hey, that was re- hey, do you know what? That was really good. I tell you what, if yeah. Tom ever dies in a freak accident, I'll get we, you we to can come arrange in and it. do it. I can arrange it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got people unknown. I can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. Uh, so you do the Harry Potter, you do the comedy spots, you do the murder ring. So, stuff like in the murder ring, then, is it a bit like a Poirot investigation? And then is it the audience have to solve it, or is it given like a different theme every time? So it's a different theme every time. So they vote on Facebook for what theme they want it to be. So this month they voted to have a, a panto theme. And then what happens is on the night, we get given who we are so i was the dame i was given the dame character and then there's a load of scenes you meet all the characters and then just before the interval one of them gets murdered and then in the interval Uh, the audience have to try and guess who it is and then in the end you you find out it's great it's great and whereabouts do you do these shows then? You've, I'm assuming you've got one in Manchester. Yeah, we do two a month in Manchester at the Open Apple and then we do one a month in Leeds at the uh, Seven Arts Theatre. Oh, yes, in Chapel Allerton. I know it That's well. That's right, yes. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, very good, very good. And then stand-up-wise, I remember, right, the first time I met you, and you might not remember this, um, yeah. I don't know if you do, but I, I remember seeing you do stand-up at, um, it was a night in Sheffield... Okay, was it Daft Chuffs? It was Daft Chuffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was I was in the audience, but I was performing on that night as well, but I performed after you and you you'd left, I think, as well at All that right. point. And I remember I remember seeing you going, Who's who's this who's this mad get? He's uh, <laughs> He's proper, he's proper mental, but I like him. He's good. Uh, and you, you did a song about uh, having uh, a strange head. Um, oh, the and welly head, or was it old lady with the head of a baby? Old lady with the oh, head yeah. of a baby, yeah. and I loved it. I loved oh, it. I like that. I used to do an act called Welly Head, where I was just a guy. I, I walked on with a Wellington boot holding up on my head, and I used yeah. to pretend that I was born with it but then yeah I do the old lady with the head of a baby which is just a song about that yeah do you still do you still do um, sort of songs and parody songs within your uh, your stand up now yeah I do I do I'm trying to get more usually I do backing tracks but I'm trying to get into a bit more of doing like the keyboard with original songs and stuff like that but people like hearing the, the parodies as well so I do like um this, uh, you know, New York, New York, France and Archer. Yeah. Well, I do that, but about York, so it's just called York, York. But uh, So the audience is like that because they already know New York, New York, and then, you know, you're just doing a bit of a twist on it. But, uh, yeah, I quite like doing the uh, original songs on the keyboard as well. So you're getting them almost to, like, wave their arms in the air, and at that point where they're going, New York, you're just going, York! <laughs> it's pretty York. much, that yeah. is pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. great, love it. <laughs> That's very good, yeah. I, uh, I wrote uh, a parody of uh, Agadou oh, yeah. called, uh, just basically called Have a Poo. And, oh, that uh, sounds, that's my cup of tea, Wipe from the front and to the back. Have a poo, poo, poo. poo. Uh, yeah, and it just goes on like that. It's, it's not groundbreaking. Is it like that? Yeah, yeah, you, you're getting the vibe. Yeah, I don't want to reveal all the lyrics, <laughs> yeah. but very similar to that, yeah. And, uh, I've, I've got actions involved as well, and I get all the audience up to, to, to copy the actions oh, yeah. as well. So you could get um, that with all those old party songs, couldn't you? You could have uh, uh, Pooper Man, couldn't you? You know, that Pooper one where it's like, ring yeah. the bell, but you could have like, wipe your ass. And C- flush, come on and- flush, and it, you yeah. can have, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have the turdy song, you know, with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, yeah. and wipe your bum just like your mum. Did you used to sing that bit? You know the birdie song? You used to do with right. a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and did it. but then at the end you'd go, and shake your bum just like your mum. Or was it just no. people around me who used to sing that? 
Maybe, maybe. I, I think maybe some of my mates used to sing it about me mum. Uh, but yeah, you never <laughs> no, heard that end of the birdie song. No, no, not at all. No, oh, you I'm going to have to have a. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to look at that. That sounds yeah. great. <laughs> uh, well, we can do the the conga, but call it something like the the dunga. Yeah, or, or the ponga. Ponga, that's better, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's poo, better. poo, poo, come on and join the ponga. Poo, yeah. poo, poo. Poo, poo, it's conga shite for sure. There you go, it's all written. There <laughs> oh, you go. Yeah. Full album coming out. I know Dean Michael, the lead there singer of Blacklist, so I'll, um, I'll get in touch with him and yeah. see if he wants to record it. The full album, you call it number two hits or number two shits. There you go, it's all written. 50 number <laughs> two. Yeah, it's, it's in a black lace, I just call it brown lace. Oh, yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, is the, uh, this is the level of uh, quality this podcast gets to, Lucas, as oh, you can yeah. tell. Uh, we always find a way to talk about something to do with toilets or oh. pooing. Well, it's universal, um, isn't it? You know what I mean? Everybody goes for a shit. Do you know what I mean? It's something that brings this country together and I think we need to pull on this during these, you know, tricky political times. Did you know Geordiitis is a very serious condition affecting most male Newcastle-upon-Tyne citizens between the age of 18 and 55? One of the main symptoms of Geordiitis is the inability to remain quiet in a, in a bar or, or public house area. A Geordie has to be loud and he has to be loud enough for everybody in that bar to hear him. The next part of this awareness advert may be quite traumatising for you, but we feel it's important that you do hear the distressing sounds of a Geordie man in a bar. Oh, you bloody man, how long have you been at the bar for, man? I'm proper quenched. Here, I'm telling you now, man, this barmaid's taking proper ages, you know what I mean? Like, I'm proper booting off here. Yeah? Like, Don't worry, man, listen, I've brought me own little, little pocket of booze in, man. Don't worry about it. Come over here, man, we'll neck it round the back of you and hear the fruity. Aye, sounds like a plan, that light. No, no problem at all. Are you going to get some mixed or we're just going to neck it all down neat, like? Well, aye, man, you're just neck it all down neat. You never worry about that, man. You know what I mean? Like, I will put a pound in the fruity and we might win, like, 20 bar. You know what I mean? Aye. And then I'm going to go over there and I'm going to talk to them lasses and see if I can get stuck into them, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've not been fired into a lass for ages, me, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to tell them all I work offshore and hopefully I'll finger one of them. Well, aye, you know what I mean? Like, I will have a go on there, mate, if it's going, because, like, I've had no... I haven't had a sniffer fanny for ages, me so I'll come over and I'll take one for the team no problem about that mate I think that really emphasises the problem we are facing here with Geordieitis we must ban all Geordies from pubs ban all Geordies from pubs you're doing it for them you're doing it for people's eardrums their sanity and above all it stops them drinking in public environments. Let them drink at home. Let them waffle on at home. In the pubs, it should be a nice, pleasant experience. Ban Geordies. Geordieitis. The detritus that blights us. I'm not sure if some of these adverts are real enough, but uh, I think I kind of agree with that one. Uh, anyway... Maybe we should do like, um, you know, like everybody unites together and, and goes for a, a poo at the same time and we stream it and everyone all around the world is streaming themselves having a poo. Oh, that would be amazing. Then. But we do it, we do it without the bathroom light on. Yeah. So you think about what we're saving there on the carbon footprint because yeah. we're all pooing together but we're not putting the light on. I think that's a bloody cracking idea. And you think the yeah. amount of energy we'll save collectively... I think, I think yeah, that's exactly, a really good yeah. idea. It's good, isn't it? Poo by candlelight. Candleshite! Poo by candleshite! There we go. <laughs> oh. 
Brilliant. We'll get some sponsors for that. Uh, candle shite, just make a note. Uh, so, speaking of which, you do a, you do a comedy marathon, don't you? I do. As well. Is there anything you don't do, Lucas Kirkby? Uh, I don't play the bassoon. Oh, right. Um, no, I don't either. That's, no. that's was, yeah, it's, it's a tricky instrument. Uh, tell us about the comedy marathon. Oh, right. So basically, uh, every, it's kind of May normally, we do a comedy marathon, which is a full day uh, charity event where we get about 100 comedians all doing five minutes each and it just runs yep. for about 12 hours. Uh, and we normally raise money for a children's charity. So we've done it for the past three years. Uh, we'll hopefully have the fourth one next May. And uh, so far, I've raised about four and a half grand for children's charities. Oh, that's awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, that deserves a round of applause. There oh, well, thank you very much. Very good. Very good. No, I, I um, yeah, there should be more stuff like that going on because... Um, there isn't really, is there? I mean, there's the odd, the odd fundraiser for the for, for homeless people and um, stuff like that. But that's like that's really good. That it's a, it's a unique concept, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's good. Like... I know they've done stuff like that before, but I think because there's loads of charity nights about. But I get the feeling. I feel like with the comedy marathon, it really feels like a comedian-led thing. It feels like quite a community thing that everyone comes and stays for a bit. It's uh, it's really nice and. Um, yeah, I'm really glad uh, that I kind of organise it and so many people come and do it every year. Yeah, yeah. Does it do your head in organising it, though? It is a bit of a, it, it is a, bit <laughs> of a nightmare. But I think because people drop out sometimes. Yeah. And I think because they think, oh, there's 100 people, so it doesn't matter if I drop out. Um, it actually could, like, mess up all the timing, so it, it could be a bit annoying in that respect. But it's all worth it when, you know, when you're at the end of the night and you've raised one and a half grand for charity. You just think, yeah, but if bit of bloody admin didn't matter yeah it's all good fabulous and when, when you're looking at doing the next one so it'll be in may i think 2020 um so right. yeah hopefully we'll raise more money i'm not sure which charity yet we've picked a different charity each year but it's usually a, a children's charity so uh, last year it was bernardo so i might have a look at maybe childline they do some amazing work so it might be worth yeah, looking into yeah. them uh, there's a very good one uh, if you've not heard of it called Click Sergeant as well. Uh, very oh, good. Right. Click Sergeant, I've not heard of that. Yeah, uh, and what they do is uh, they start to help parents out who've um, not 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 so much uh, children who've who've got cancer or yeah. um, or have, have lost children to cancer. I know it's getting a bit deep and dark yeah, now, yeah. Uh, but also anyone that they support families uh, with funding through um, through through those difficult times as well. It's a very good charity. It really is. That's yeah. fantastic. I remember that Click Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah, click sergeant. Yeah, it's very good. Very good one. Um, well, we got on serious there. For the first time ever <laughs> on the podcast, we talked serious. So now let's talk some more shite. Oh, yeah. It's meant to be a football podcast, you know, Lucas. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might know I'm a Middlesbrough fan, so yeah. we are now talking about shite. Uh, so we're absolutely dreadful at the moment. Um, have you got a team you support? Now, I don't really follow football, but as a kid, I supported Wolverhampton Wanderers. And Ooh. the only reason, I think, I can't really remember why I support them, but I think it was just because I liked the orange kit. And I think that's why I chose to support them. But it's I'm, normally a good starting point, isn't it? I, I like the kit. I like I like one player. I like the badge. Yeah. Orangey gold kit. But I didn't realise how well they were doing because, I, well, first of all, I didn't even know they were in the Premier League, but they're like... Oh, okay. They're like in the top eight or something at the minute. Aren't they're they? doing well. They've got. They're doing really well. They spend a lot of money, but they're doing. Uh, they're doing really well. They've got a good manager, and um, yeah, they're a good team. Got some good players. Got. Well, they've got the fastest player in the world playing for them. So. Oh, that's all you need, isn't That's it? That's all you know. Somebody's he used to play quick. for Middlesbrough. Uh, yeah, we we sold him to him, um, and he, he's originally from Barcelona, but he is he's an absolute rapid machine. Uh, so, um, but when we had him, um, it took about well, he, he he could he could run dead fast, but he couldn't do anything else. Right. <laughs> so he wasn't he wasn't even touching the ball. He was just like running up and down the pitch. Yeah, he was just running up and down, like showing showing off. Look how fast I am! Oh, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. No, he never touched a ball. Um, no. But then he became a little bit good, and we sold him for millions, um, and uh, and then never spent it on anything good, and we're doing rubbish. Right. So, uh, yeah. but like I say, every week that's ticking the football element of the podcast there so well done 
Um, you know, the sponsors, Butterfan TV. We'll be happy with that now. <laughs> <laughs> So it's coming up to Christmas. It is. Have you got have you got any big big plans for Christmas? Do you, do you still believe in Santa? I do. I believe in him. Uh, I, I think I think I've been quite good this year. I'm hoping he'll uh, come down my chimney and uh, you know give me some things from his do, sack. Uh, do you have a chimney? Uh, no. Nah, he's not going to move then, is he? No, really? But, so, um, <laughs> you know, I've got ten days to kind of put one in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what you doing, mate? I'm just having a chimney put in for uh, for Christmas Day, for Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah, right. Yeah, Lucas next door is going mad again. That's what the neighbours will be saying. Hey, they'll be saying that, but when they see a big bag of presents, you know they'll regret it. They'll regret not doing it themselves. <laughs> Yeah, so is, am, I, am I right in thinking, uh, no, I, I don't know if this is correct or not, and I'm just thinking back to when we originally met, are you are you a Welshman? I am a Welshman, yes. I'm from. I'm in Wales at the minute, that's where the panto is, it's in uh, Colwyn Bay, so it's dead handy because I'm based in Manchester, but while I'm doing panto, I can just come back and live with my mum and dad for a few weeks while I'm doing the panto, so yeah, it's good. Right, it's not a very, not a very uh, strong Welsh accent you have, like, is it? <laughs> no, is that, uh... it's not, I was infected by the kind of manky Union accent because uh, I've lived there about six years. Yeah, and I don't know how yeah. I feel about that having this accent, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not Welsh. I've got a I've got a load of family in Merthyr Tidville. Oh, South Wales, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk proper like that, you know, boy. Oh, so like, there's, very, uh, there's I, a very uh, clear difference between North and South Wales. So if you're from South Wales, you talk like that, and it's very elongated vowels at the end of every sentence, like that, and they talk yeah. like that. Whereas if you're North Wales, where I'm from, it's all in the nose and it's up and down. So you talk like that. You're from North Wales, you go up and down and sing your song. You like yeah. that. Da, 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 da. Whereas if you're from South Wales, it's very da, 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 and you go down and then it's long and that, so that you know it's quite different. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. But the U- the UK is mad for accents, isn't it? Like anyone who comes from outside the UK is always flummoxed by like you don't have to go far to have a completely different accent. It's insane. You know, if you think the difference between like Manchester and Liverpool or Birmingham and the West Country or London, it's just I think it's mad. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's like just literally you can go 10 miles up the road and it's a different accent, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, or you can not have an actual recognised accent like the Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. Are they supposed to be brummy then? <laughs> they're, su- they're supposed to be brummy. Right. But they're not, are they? No. But then the flat cap, that kind of implies Yorkshire, doesn't it? Well, it, it's. I don't know if you know the history of Peaky no, Blinders, but it's based on it's made. It's based on a proper Birmingham gang who used to keep razor blades in the peak of their caps, and that's yeah. how they used to attack people. So it's actually based on true facts, but it's glamorised on TV. Oh yeah. For, um, they didn't. They didn't look like smart, handsome individuals like them, and women uh, weren't glamorised in such a dominant role mm. as, in, in, like, as they are in the Peaky Blinders. But um, you know, it was none of this, Arthur. We've got to stick to the plan. None of that stuff. No, stuff. No. Oh, come on, Tommy. Uh, it, I can imagine back then it was, oh, no, it's my cooking hill. You know, so yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah, it's totally glamorised up for TV. But it's good. I like it. You know, I've never seen it. What what sort of kind of japes do they get up to? What kind of gangs do they Oh, behave? it's crazy, man. They're taking over, like, oh, they're taking over towns. They're fighting gangsters in London, Christ. Italian mafia, oh, Scottish. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal sometimes. It's worth a watch, though. Yeah. Where, where is watch. it set? I think it was set, it's set in um, just after the First World War, leading up to the Second World War. All right, OK, OK. So they're all... Uh, Tommy Shelby's come back from war and he's got problems. That's how he talks, you say, like that. Right. And, okay. uh, and, and his brother, Arthur, is battling the demons! <laughs> right. Um, so you, it might not mean anything to these impressions. No, they don't. I'm not seeing it. You see, they're very bloody good. Well, it'll be uh, a delayed appreciation because I think if I watch it and see them, I've like, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a good impression of that bloke. Yeah, and then you've obviously got uh, um, 
Tom Hardy and it was like, oh, fuck it, hell, Tommy Shelby. Why was he in talked. it? Because he played, yeah. uh, he played the Grey Twins, didn't he? In a film. He did, yeah. And, uh, in the exact same, in the exact same fucking voice like this. <laughs> hey, mate, you, you were getting on my chops. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was basically like, what, you know, if EastEnders was after 10 o'clock, that was kind of what it was. <laughs> bit of swearing, bit yeah. more violence. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. All right, bruv. <laughs> yeah, good. What, I, uh, I don't think I could play two characters in the same film. You know, I think it'd be too hard. You know, like Eddie Murphy in The Clumps or whatever it is. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know who else plays multiple characters. Um, Peter Sellers in that uh, political film. What's it called? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, love, yeah. yeah. And uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future too. Who does he play? Does he play like his dad or something? He plays. He plays his sister. He plays his dad. Does he? Uh, yeah. Uh, he also plays different versions of himself in different in different times. As well. hell. Doesn't he? Um, yeah, but yeah, Back to the Future Part Two. He, he plays a number of different characters all all in the same house. A bit like the Clump sort of scene. Yeah. I think um, it's very similar in style as well, isn't it? The clumps and uh, Back to the Future too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Eddie Murphy, have you watched Dolomite? I've not watched Dolomite. What is it? Is it a film? Oh, oh listen, Lucas. If you've got Netflix, I strongly advise you to watch Dolomite. It's Eddie Murphy and he's back. He's back with a bang. It's brilliant. It's probably one of the best films and it really it will inspire you about your life. It's amazing. Right, I'll have to watch it. So it's a brand new film. It's a brand new film on Netflix. It's been out about a month now on Netflix, and it's a, it's based on a true story as well. Because there is a film out there called Dolomite, yeah, uh, and it's based on how that film was made. So it's based on the main man who, who Eddie Murphy plays. It was like uh, he works in a record shop. He's a fallen, failing, sorry, stand-up comedian. So, but he starts chatting to loads of homeless people and stealing the jokes, and then creates this character right. uh, called Dolomite, and it just goes through the roof and. He ends up making his own feature film and funding it himself and it's like it's brilliant right, it definitely watch really it really funny and Wesley Snipes is in it as well as this sort of camp actor he's fantastic in it right, bloody hell I'll have to get on that yeah it's good man I'll borrow my sister's login get on Netflix <laughs> on <my. laughs> well, we don't we don't uh, we don't promote uh, Netflix uh, piracy on the on the <laughs> Ted Sales podcast uh, he's going to borrow his sister to bring Netflix round that's what you meant oh didn't yeah, you? That's, yeah sorry I misspoke <laughs> nudge nudge uh, <laughs> yeah but what's your favourite extras film then my ex was fair. Well, you gotta love Home Alone, but I like the old ones. I love Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, uh, but I quite like uh, Elf with Will Ferrell. That's a good one. Elf's a great one, isn't it? Yeah, I like Elf. I like Scrooge with Bill Murray. Oh yeah, um, I've not seen that one actually. You've not, you've not seen Scrooge with Bill Murray. No, oh, I've seen great. Muppets it's Christmas got, uh, Carol. That's a great one. Uh, Scrooge has got um, you know Zed out of Police Academy it's got him in it oh right you know, uh, ah, that one oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's in <laughs> my mother's name was Jughead it's got him in it right. as well yeah, really good that Scrooge Scrooge yeah with Bill Murray but my favourite Christmas film is Gremlins no, oh, yeah, see, see, I'm terrible. I've not seen that either there's loads of films I've never seen are they the things that you can't give them water you can't, you can't. If you get them wet, they multiply, but you can't feed them after midnight because then they turn into gremlins. So what are they so, before the gremlins? The mogwais. Right. So that's like nice ones. Gizmos. Yeah, like mogwai, bright light. Right. That, that's 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 gizmo. Um, they, but the little shits as well, the proper little shits. They're like always trying to like. Mm. Trying to eat stuff, and you have to move the chicken legs away, or you can't. You can't if you spray water on them. Then all little little uh, mogwais fly out of them, like okay, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Um, so the then, gremlins like the horrible one, and the, the mogwais yeah. the ones that look like furbies. Yeah, the mogwais are dead little cute ones like that, and then um, the gremlins are the ones like <laughs> yeah. causing mischief. Bloody and yeah. um, and they just like rampage this whole town. Interesting, interesting uh, fact for you yeah. about this: um, the street used in Back to the Future is also the same street used in Gremlins. Bloody hell! There you go. Eighties trivia for you there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I'm old enough uh, to remember stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah, Gremlins, you might have Put that on your list. I will. Yeah, Gremlins, Dolomites. We've turned this into, uh, into a film 2019 with Ted Hankey. I don't know the theme tune. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Now, Ted, I've been meaning to ask you a question. Go on, go on. I want you to describe for me your ideal Christmas dinner. What does it look like? Oh, this is this is this is a good question. This right? Um, are we having the starters? Oh yeah, starter, main, dessert. Right. Um, for starters, I will have a, a lovely, lovely bowl of Heinz tomato soup yeah. with five slices of bread. Yeah. Uh, then for my main, I want um, I want it all. I want it all on there. I want chicken, lamb, turkey. I want a massive Yorkshire pudding with mashed potato, carrots, peas. Uh, I don't want Brussels sprouts because they're evil. Um, lot, lots, lots of lovely gravy. Um, some, um, some mint sauce. I'm a big fan of mint sauce. Oh yeah. Um, and and then for dessert, um, I'll, I'll probably just have a bottle of woodpecker. That sounds bloody ideal. That. Yeah. What about you? Have you got anything different on my, on your list? Right. You you starter, right? Uh, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a left field one. It's cereal, right? I'm gonna it's. Right, rice krispies. Rice krispies. Instead of milk, you put in just Baileys into the bowl. Christ. You call it Alka Cocoa Pops. Right. Wow. You eat them, then you're on to your main dinner. That's that's more standard, you know. You got your roasties, you got your your turkey. I'm gonna be a bit mad. It's not beef, but we're sticking a Yorkshire pudding in there. Pigs in blankets, honorary sprouts, peas. Bit of mash, sweet, whatever, whatever you want. Loads of gravy. Roasties, have roasties. Oh yeah, go have your roasties, and then yeah. for me pudding, a bowl of profiteroles. But each one has etched on it the face of a family member that's dear to you. Wow! And that's my. And then just keep on the sofa for the rest of the day. Lovely, yeah. Watching Bond. Yeah, oh, all yeah. bit of Bond. Are you looking forward to the new one? I am, yeah, I am. I still, Daniel Craig looks like he's had a bit of surgery on his face, though, you know what I mean? Looks like he's got a bit of a plastic face now. Oh, um, well, that'll be good, I think, I think, to deflect bombs, if it's quite a strong plastic, or bullets. Maybe it is, maybe it's been, maybe his face has been modified by Q. Q. Yeah. And uh, there we go, Bond, we're going to give you uh, bullet deterrent lips and um, and shiny plastic cheeks to deter the enemy. Hey, that'd uh, be good. You just kiss away the bullets. Yeah. But on the other oh, hand, yeah. is that going to affect his seducing? Because that's a big part of his espionage, isn't it? Seducing the ladies. Well, no, because they've gave him a permanent Instagram pout. Right. But but if he's got so plastic think- lips, you know, it's going to be like kissing a carrier bag. I've, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think it's going to... I don't know. But then you never we- see the sex, do you? You know, he just kind of makes a, a comment and then it... Goes to the next scene. What do they get up to? Sorry, I'm just trying to kiss the carrier bag there. It's quite nice, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe it'll improve Ooh. it, I don't know. But it'll yeah. have to be. You don't want to be kissing any, you know, 5p one. You want one of those, like, 20p ones they sell you now. 20p, back 20, 20p snog for life. That's it. That's, That's what you want. want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I, I might put that on my inventions list. Normally, I, I go through like we have some crazy inventions ideas. Oh yeah. Uh, like me and Jack Ledo came up with their celebrity skid marks, where you can, uh, you know, you, you you steal famous people's underpants and sell them. Oh yeah. Um, for different prices as well, um, stuff like that. But I think uh, I think snog for life is a could be a good one there. I think you're onto something list. there, definitely. Would I get a, yeah. you know a percentage of the the profits? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I only work in partnerships for tax reasons, so yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're on it. You're in it. You're in the gang now. Yeah, Ted Hanky Enterprises. You're in. Fantastic. Um, good. Fabulous. I do need a five thousand pound deposit though. Right, that's uh, so fine. That's I'll, fine. I'll send you. It sounds like you've got enough charity savings in the kitty. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll sort it out from there. Um, good, good stuff. Uh, 
Fabulous. So, uh, well, uh, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on the uh, the, the Ted Ted Talks Ted Hanky podcast. I know it's like not not very good in that, but people seem to like it. So, uh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. No, it's been lovely, haven't you? Have you uh, have you got anything uh, coming up that you'd like to promote? Because I do have listeners sort of all over the world. Uh, believe it or not. Well, I suppose I just like to. I'll promote the Panto. It's at Theatre Colwyn in Colwyn Bay. It's from the twenty first to uh, of December to the fourth of January. It's on twice a day except for Christmas and New Year's. And uh, I suppose just follow me online. There's loads of sketches and stuff that you can watch uh, with me in it. So you can go watch them if you want. Watch your, uh, watch your taglines. Oh, uh, if you just search it. Lucas Kirkby Productions on either YouTube or Facebook and you'll find me. Fabulous! I will. Uh, I will make sure we plug that at the end of the show as well. And um, I'm sure. I'm sure people will take a look because you're a nice, funny man, and that's what we like on this show. <laughs> well, thank you very so, much for having me. Yeah, I have had a couple of dickheads on in the past, and we don't like them. Yeah, but I'm not naming him, David Smith. No, I'm only, I'm only joking. <laughs> he, he listens, he listens all the time. The airy ball bag, um, right? Um, <laughs> Very good, right, Lucas? Uh, I will bid you farewell, and I wish you a very happy Christmas. This is uh, you are on the last podcast of 2019 oh, as well. I'm going to have a couple of weeks off to get wrecked with uh, with Julie, big fat Julie, oh, yeah. and uh, we might just basically we just go to the pub every day for a fortnight and 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 fall out every day. Um, Fantastic. But we make but we make up when we get home, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so, you have a lovely uh, Christmas too, and a happy New Year, Ted. And, and yeah, happy new year to you too. I believe you're um, uh, one of the sponsors of this show, Showcase Comedy. We you, you're coming to do a spot in the new year in Leeds, aren't you? As well, I can't remember the exact no, date, I but I'll, uh, March. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Early March at the Cottage Works in Leeds, so I'll promote that a little bit closer to the date. Oh, fantastic! But, uh, Looking forward to it. Yep, lovely to speak to you, mate. Have a cracking festive break, and uh, you know, usual up the butter. All right, cheers. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Lucas Kirby there. Uh, no, sorry, Kirkby or Kirby. I don't know. It sounds the same, but he's still a very lovely chap. And uh, look him up on, on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Lucas Kirkby Productions. Right then, so it's come to the favourite part of the show, and for the last time in 2019, it's Ask Ted time. And this time, I've asked all my social media matters to ask me a question, but to put a bit of a festive spin on it, so I'm going to have a look at them now, and hopefully the questions are festive. If they're not... I probably won't answer them, so there you go. So, let's play some Christmassy music. And let's get cracking with the questions. First question from Tony Seaman. Uh, oh, he's a sensible one, I very much doubt it. Oh, my question is, what is Chris Rea driving when he has been driving home for Christmas since 1986? Um, I would probably, uh, I'd probably go for maybe something like an Austin Maestro or uh, or something along those lines. It might even be an old style Escort. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, but um, it's clearly lasting the distance. Um, I'd like to think um, he's, he's got a finance package, though, and in any any upgrades every three years to, to something better. So he's probably gone from an Austin Maestro to uh, a very a very good, handsome looking Nissan Juke now. Um, Tony, so there you go. Oh, and he's, he's trying to be funny again. I've just read it out there with another question. He's, he's trying to trick me, but I'm one step ahead, Tony. Uh, he's put, are you, Ted? Man, not the question. It's something I'd done at school when I was younger. One Christmas, the teacher said he wanted all the class to bring something to do with Christmas in. Anyway, the next day, when the teacher asked what we had brought in <clears throat> and uh, and put them all on his desk when going through everything, like Christmas cards, tinsel, holly came to a pair of knickers and he said who put these on the desk and that applied me sir and he said well can you tell myself and the class what you, this has got to do with Christmas so I said the carols <laughs> I was booking her last night uh, bit of an old joke that Tony um, you know if you weren't such a regular fan I'd have probably just tied pieces about it being a very bad joke as well but I like you you've got a, you've got a rude surname and uh, you're, you're a top fan so I'm letting you have that more 
moment, but um, you know, it's a bit of an old joke, isn't it? You know what I mean? So come up with something a bit more fucking original, you fucking dickhead. Uh, Elizabeth Nickel, uh, alright, Ted. So I bought Big Fletch. Uh, Big Fletch is a lad. Yeah, I bought Big Fletch the away shirt for Christmas. Do you think I should ask for a refund as they're playing shit, especially away from home? P.S. Don't tell. Oh, um, well. You shouldn't have asked a question, should you? Um, do you know what? You might as well have just went for the uh, the, the, the goalkeeper one because, um, you know, he's, he's he's probably the only one who's earned his shirt, hasn't he? Uh, good old Randolph. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd take it back. Maybe get yourself some, like, Sunderland pyjamas or something like that for him, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you don't mind going down for the night in them. Uh, right, uh, <clears throat> next question. Nigel Campbell, what shade of shite are the butter? <laughs> A good question. It's a good question. Um, if I was going to look on the uh, the the, the Julex uh, wall charts, I'd say they are um, uh, probably of a painful hemorrhoid red. Um, you know where your bum bleeds really badly. Uh, that's that's the shade of shite they are. Uh, there you go. Wilf, Wilf Smith, how do you think Rudolph keeps his nose red? Um, it's a good question. I've thought about this before, Wilf, actually. Uh, and I think what it is is he, he buys um, he buys his drugs um, off, um, off off someone in Stockton who um, who's cutting it with all types of rubbish, you know what I mean? But it's doing the job for him. It's keeping him going. So he's probably got some amphetamine in there. And, uh, you know, but I think because it's cut with something like Sif or worm tablets... Um, um, it's it's giving his nose a bad reaction, but he's addicted. He's got problems, and um, he won't take help off Santa and the other reindeers because he always thinks he's right. And he gets aggressive, you know, and he battered dancer before for um, for, for trying to grass on him because uh, he, he caught his bag of sniff on him. So um, yeah, he's got a permanent red nose now, um, and he just won't stop taking all of these um, these these illegal illicit drugs. Um, there you go. Uh, Tom McVeigh, uh, any New Year's resolutions, Ted? Um, yeah, um, I'm going to do a bit more booking. Um, you know, I've, Julie and, she, you know, I'll see what she's like this Christmas, but I'm not holding on for her now, you know what I mean? Now my podcast is taking off, I'm getting offers of flange left, right and centre, so I'm probably going to, yeah, do a bit more scuttling, a bit more booking. Um, you know, I might... Uh, <coughs> I might do uh, I might do a few more sort of comedy nights and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And maybe bring out a few songs and, and that type of stuff. And uh, I might buy a pub as well. I might buy a pub in the Borough, uh, Ted's Bar, and uh, we'll have strippers on at the weekend and, um, you know, match days and that. And, uh, you know, we'll have the boxing on and uh, all the lads can come round. And the lasses as well, because it's just, it's a, it's, you know, everyone's welcome. And Sundays alone open it up for a Sunday carvery as well um, what you can eat out of polystyrene boxes and um, and then uh, and, and 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 then I'll probably have like a you know like a shitty open mic music night in there midweek and uh, maybe one of them sort of crap alternative comedy nights you know like I mean I like alternative comedy but one of the crap ones you know that focuses on politics all the time might have one of them on there as well um, and then uh, when it gets to sort at the end of the year, I'll burn it down for uh, insurance purposes. So that, that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, a few things there for you, Tom. A few things for you there, mate. Um, <coughs> but I said, Wilson, uh, Ted, how does Santa leave my prezzies every year when I don't have a fucking chimney and I leave my alarm on? And don't say he doesn't exist because I've seen him in the Debenhams. Uh, it's a good question, yeah. Um, Maybe he's uh, he's just an expert. Maybe he's from Winnie Banks. You know what I mean? He's like an expert burglar, so you can get in get in your house through your letterbox um, without your alarm lasers picking him up because he's that skinny and see through from his poor diet of fish fingers and heroin, um, and uh, and he can just steal um, you know as many things as he wants. Or maybe at Christmas he just decides to give back, and that's where you get your presents from, Bri. So yeah. Edwin Santa um, Simon Rylander what Christmas present would you give to each of the Borough players uh, it's a bit like the Wizard of Oz this isn't it uh, I'd probably give them all art 
give them all art and desire, Simon, because um, not many of them have that at the moment. Um, and um, I'd probably give them a, a leader as well, you know, maybe magic up some type of midfield or maestro or defensive linchpin who can lead them from the front and show them how it's done and rescue us from the depths of the division. Um, yeah, good, good, good question. That's how I like that, mate. Duncan Phillips, Duncan. Uh, thanks for me coffee uh, again this week. Always buys me coffee on coffee.com, ko-fi.com. Cheers, matter. Uh, right, all right, Ted. Because it's Christmas, will you be giving Big Fat Julie a special pearl necklace, or, or doesn't Julie like things like that? Um, I can't, I can't afford something like that, Duncan. I'll be honest, mate. Um, you know, I might get her some, some, uh, just some gold hoop earrings from Elizabeth Duke um, if she's lucky but uh, there's no room for a pearl necklace on, on Julie's neck because she's got one of them massive gold clowns uh, around her neck um, so and um, I just think it'd make a it, it, like a She's got a couple of chins, you see, and I think having a tight pearl necklace around there might push it up too too far. Uh, I'm having a look at some online now. I've just typed in pearl. Ne- ah, ah, I see what you're doing there, Duncan. Yeah, you you're not talking about jewelry, are you? Uh, um, yep, yeah, she might like that. Yeah, I think she might like that. Yeah, we'll test it anyway. I'll let you know. We get on matter. Cheers for that. Yeah. Uh, last question of 2019. Uh, oh, it's Alex Geds, Geddes, Geddes, Geddes. I don't know, you still don't know your name, mate, you know what I mean? But I don't care, you're a nice lad. All right, Mara, what's been your highlight of 2019? And if you could change one thing for 2019, what would it have been? Um, so, my highlight of 2019 was probably, probably, Either when I started this podcast and it ran so well and we got into the uh, the top ten of the iTunes uh, comedy interview charts, you know what I mean? That was a great moment for me for for me then. Um, so um, you know, thank you to everyone who went onto iTunes and voted the uh, the podcast five stars. If you've not done that, please do it because um, that's what puts me back in the iTunes charts, five star ratings and uh, sharing it about and getting other people to do it so um, that's probably been my highlight of 2019 probably on par with uh, I did my live podcast on one of the episodes as well and quite a few of you came along and watched that live and uh, you know Joel, Big Fat Julie came along David Attenborough uh, Mallor my brother-in-law and uh, it was a really good a good show and uh, I'm open to do more of them in 2020 but on a on a bigger scale and on a stage and with more people there so watch this space if I could change one thing for 2019 what would it have been apart from um, apart from Tony Seaman's jokes um, I think it would probably be and I know this is contentious and people might not agree but I love Woody I do but I probably would have appointed Nigel Pearson instead of him or somebody like that you know I wouldn't have I wouldn't have given him the job I wouldn't I wouldn't in hindsight you know I'd had my doubts back then and I'm still not convinced but you know if we all date delve deep into our hearts for the power of Clough like my song I did in the beginning of the show I think we could, we could turn it around and I'd be eating my own words there Alex so but good question good question so uh, thanks thanks for all your thanks for all your questions and thanks for all your uh, your your input um, in all 26 episodes of TED Talk so far it's much appreciated matters So that brings us to the close of Ted Talks, the Ted Anky podcast for 2019. 26 episodes, that's 26 weeks. Week after week after week, I've been doing this shite, and you've been listening to this shite, but it is appreciated. It really is. So I want to say a massive thank you to all of the guests who've been on the shows over the 26 weeks, um, and for Lucas Kirby for being my guest today. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, all of you 
your uh, lovely manners who have been listening and contributing and, and sharing it. Like I said, please do keep spreading it about, tagging people, inviting people to listen it, um, and um, leave me a five-star rating on iTunes because it does help. It does help, honestly. I might make some money out of this one day. Um, huge thank you to sponsors of the show, uh, Showcake Comedy, who uh, obviously put on fantastic comedy nights in the, in the north, and um, Butterfan TV, providing fan content for all you lovely Middlesbrough fans online there, on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, and then we later sponsor Joke Pit, the, uh, the comedy box office, where you buy all your tickets to all your comedy events. And they did cheap, they're cheaper than scheduling Eventbrite and all that, you know what I mean, where you've got to pay admin fees. Miles cheaper, much better service as well. So I'm well happy about that. Um, so thank you very much. Um, you know, if you like the power of Clough, I might bring it out as a separate little uh, little video clip, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but um, I think I think it's got potential. Like you know, maybe we could 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 get the number one. Uh, watch out for uh, 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 on Christmas time and New Year where I'm probably going to send out a little video just thanking everyone um, a little Christmas uh, message from from Ted um, so keep an eye out for that um, like I said there's going to be no podcast now until uh, until into the New Year because um, you know the days it falls on is Christmas Day and New Year's Day and I'm not doing a podcast then you know what I mean so the next podcast will probably be out episode 27 on Wednesday January the 8th 2020 so put it in your diaries matters um, I'm sure your podcast provider will notify you when it's out there but I'll be sending loads of rubbish out there and letting you know anyway so here's to 2020 let's hope the butter's going to turn it around uh, I love every single one of you Merry Christmas Happy New Year and up the butter believe